Hey everybody, welcome to the Ronin Dispatches. I'll be your host today. My name is Renato Ambos, and I'm the founder and first pilot here at Ronin EV. At Ronin, our goal is to help guide everybody from all generations and backgrounds into the future of electrified transport. The current market offers customers lots of amazing choices when it comes to electric vehicles. We're here to help guide you through everything this electric world has to offer. Today's available selection of electric cars, e-bikes, electric scooters, and other innovative alternative vehicles have the capability to meet or exceed people's daily mobility needs. Our episode features the story of how we got to know a unique electric vehicle that, while not built for commuting unless you live near a river with an office downstream, is a creative reminder of how electric propulsion and battery technology are flexible and can unlock completely new forms of mobility. Let's get started. Though years have passed, I still vividly remember that overcast day in 2018. I was sitting at my desk in my apartment in New Rochelle, enjoying a midweek day off from the Tesla store. It was then I saw a video of a man who, with no special effects involved, was somehow riding a bicycle on the surface of the ocean. I was mesmerized. This was my first introduction to the Manta 5 XE1, the world's first hydrofoil e-bike. A hydrofoil is essentially an airplane wing equipped to the bottom of a high-power watercraft, letting it lift itself entirely out of the water to reduce drag. The result? It can go really, really fast. Until I saw that video, I'd never heard of anyone even attempting to use one to make an aquatic bicycle. From an engineering standpoint, it would be challenging to allow the rider enough acceleration to lift the body of the bicycle above water. However, that's where an IPX8 rated 460 watt electric motor and an 882 watt hour submersible battery pack come into play. The drivetrain connects to a carbon fiber and reinforced nylon propeller located just ahead of the rear foil, which gives the rider augmented thrust. The more I learned, the more curious I became. Wondering if simply applying electric propulsion to a frame like this could truly unlock the potential for an entirely new class of vehicles. In this run in dispatch, we detail an unforgettable in-person encounter with the Manta 5 XE1 and find out for ourselves. Three years have passed since I saw the first video and the moment I was able to secure a Manta 5 demo. And in that time, the vehicle had greatly improved. When I contacted the manufacturer via email to request information for us here at Ronin EV, I found a wonderful opportunity had fallen into our laps. As of this dispatch, the Manta 5 is available for demo in only a handful of locations across North America. By a wild stroke of luck, I discovered a shop in Wisconsin, less than two hours away by car from our Chicago location, had them available for purchase. To illustrate just how lucky we got, this was the lone certified dealer within almost a thousand miles. This single shop turned out to be nothing short of a cycling enthusiast daydream. Located just a few steps from the lake in the village of Pewaukee, it's called Velo City Cycling. As soon as I reached out looking for information on the Manta 5, I was put into contact with the remarkably helpful shop owner, Scott Hoggett. He generously set us up with a suitable launch point his good friend Scott Shanks had access to over at Lake LaBelle, just a few minutes drive from the shop and we gratefully accepted his kind offer. On the morning of August 2nd, I tossed some swim clothing, camera equipment, and Michael Wally, our alternative EV specialist, into my fully charged Model 3 and headed north. 
Arriving at the shop, we browsed for a bit before being introduced to Scott, accompanied by his children, Joshua and Gabriella. We learned from our host that both of them were experienced XE1 riders. After some good conversation, getting acquainted with everyone in the vehicle, we worked our way over to Lake LaBelle, where Mr. Shanks was waiting. With the intros out of the way, let's take a closer look at the Manta 5 and the things we learned. Aesthetically, the Manta 5 is nothing short of a cybernetic dolphin on wings. Its beveled, streamlined shape gives it a biological feel that elegantly contrasts with the futuristic carbon fiber wings and white thermoplastic body. The saddle had a web design, making the onlookers wonder if it was conjured up in a CAD program by some friendly, nature-observing AI. A small three-button controller sat on the right side of the handlebars. The Manta 5, with its aluminum frame and hydrofoil blades made of lightweight carbon fiber, weighs only 63 pounds, despite its size. The propeller shaft is one of the few steel components. The front tiller connecting to the handlebars, which allows the rider to control their direction, is made of plastic. Uh, the decision likely made to keep repairs and replacement relatively affordable, despite the cost of the vehicle. While carbon fiber possesses many incredible properties, it's still very expensive to mold. Thus, using for a component that may regularly take impact is simply impractical. Buoyancy adds a completely different dimension to the engineering of an EV. According to the rule of buoyancy, to float, a vehicle has to weigh less than the volume of water it displaces. Much of the Manta 5's mass is in the battery pack, motors, and other drivetrain components located centrally below the saddle and they don't really displace very much water. To overcome this, the designers use what Scott identified as buoyancy modules to displace far more water while adding very little weight. These modules are low-density foam pieces encased by a type of weatherproof plastic that you'd find on an automobile. I would bet most people have never imagined putting floaties and wings on an e-bike and creating an entirely new electric vehicle class. Yet, here we are. The Manta 5 reaches a max cruising speed of 13 miles per hour on a body of water with what amounts to the equivalent of a class 1 pedal assist on an e-bike. While obviously not a speedboat, that's very fast for a mostly human-powered movement in water. For reference, the fastest human swimmers top out at around 5 miles per hour, a speed that's three times faster than the average human swimmer anyway. According to the manufacturer, the 882 watt-hour battery pack takes four hours to fully charge and can provide up to four hours of riding with the minimum assistance level. Although Scott mentioned that he had witnessed the battery outperforming that estimate before. The Manta 5 app on the Garmin Connect IQ store provides Bluetooth connectivity and also allows the riders to do firmware updates to the vehicle systems. Let's now talk about how to ride the Manta 5. Life jackets are required for rider safety, and waterproof shoes, or ones you really don't mind getting wet, are pretty useful for gripping the wet pedals. The vehicle turns on at the press of a button and beeps a few times to indicate the charge capacity remaining. Once turned on, it's ready to launch. There are a few ways to launch the Manta 5. From waist-high water near shore, or from deep water. The former is the standard method and requires a spotter, while the latter proved to be a skill that takes far more than a single demo to master. However, mastering the submerged launch in deep water is essential to ride comfortably on much larger bodies uh, for a long time. We were introduced to the two-person launch process first by watching Gabriella and her father. Scott was a spotter during the session, or as I prefer to call it, the launch provider. 
The Manta 5 begins in a wheelie position, sitting in shallow water or resting on its back foil. The rider mounts it and has to balance in a standing position before starting to pedal. As the pedaling intensifies and activates the carbon fiber propeller below, the rider gives a call out. The launch provider then pushes them forward and upward, giving both the rider and XE1 plenty of impulse to get moving. Important launch tip for any excited potential owners itching to try it. We were soundly advised to bail early and sideways if we lost balance at low speeds in the shallows to avoid nosediving the Manta 5 into the lake bed below. The impact could potentially result in damage to the front tiller. Watching both Gabriella and Joshua ride gave us a point of reference we undoubtedly needed. The learning curve was unbelievably fun, wildly entertaining. Some launches were near flawless feats of athleticism, some hysterically not so. Any new vehicle will take time to learn, and making the learning process enjoyable is a powerful accelerant for growing a community of riders. I can comfortably report that the Manta 5 XE1 has accomplished a lot in this regard. After witnessing our host successfully mount the Manta 5 and cruising on the surface of Lake LaBelle a few times, it was finally our turn. I waded into the lake, approaching the Manta 5 XE1, my heart was racing. I was overcome with a feeling somewhere between nostalgia and deja vu. A lot of memories came flooding back. The first time I strapped on snowboard bindings at the top of a slope. The time my dad first took off the training wheels to my bike, you know. The ride hadn't even really begun and I was already kind of feeling the, the tingles, feeling like I was enjoying myself. I stood in position above the XE1 with a lot of anticipation the best posture I could muster, and the slightest glimmer of hubris left over from my childhood. I gripped the handlebars tightly, and after starting to rotate the pedals, my voice rang out. Go. The acceleration and overall movement gave me an immediate sensation of flight. The motor and propeller audibly whirred to life, pulling me and the Manta 5 forward. Pedaling harder now, I was determined to find torque in a hopeless place. What happened in the next few seconds was a very memorable six yards. As they concluded, gravity lovingly reintroduced me to its embrace. Next stop, the drink. Splash. Once I knew the first launch had failed, I quickly moved back into position and was just as excited. The trial and error were almost a key part of the enjoyment. Every failed attempt left nothing behind but the desire to keep trying again and again and again. After a few more failed attempts, something finally clicked. Scott's push was precise and connected really well to the timing of my pedaling, and I began pedaling at far more speed than before. The front tiller's aim was also true. Finally, I was up and cruising. As I made my way out of the launch zone near shore, I could hear Scott and the rest of everybody pretty much shouting encouragement and helpful instruction. I ramped up my effort to match the energy. The exhilaration alone carried me over the water. Once at max speed and out of the zone, I came really close, perilously close to colliding with this very small pontoon to my left before I hooked right and made my way out into deeper water on Lake LaBelle. The minute-long experience felt less like learning to ride and more like cosmic discovery. A single passenger, pedal assist EV, made 13 miles per hour above the water feel as thrilling as the first time I put my foot to the floor in a Tesla Model S P100D. Each push of the pedals felt smoother than the last, like the swing of the gate at the WD-40 factory. 
Sci-fi writer Arthur C. Clarke once said that any sufficiently advanced technology becomes indistinguishable from magic. Gliding above the green-blue waters of Lake LaBelle on the Manta 5 XE1, I knew there was nothing else I could call this feeling. Hooking across the deep water area ahead of the launch point, I continued far enough until I needed to turn or risk crashing directly into the adjacent shoreline. That's when I began leaning left to change direction. Despite my best efforts, I messed up the timing of the inputs. Once I had forced the Manta 5 to lean left too deeply and slow down too much, I felt that all-too-familiar embrace once again. Splash. My brief moment of aquatic flight was over. Unable to restart the Manta 5 from a submerged position after a few attempts, I had to settle for towing the 63-pound vehicle to the original launch point for someone else to try. Floating a few hundred yards away from launch made vehicle recovery itself a really solid workout, just all on its own. Still, it was clear that more practice would make it really second nature to just get up and start right from wherever I lost balance. When I gave the Manta 5 back to Scott, I switched places with Michael and finally got behind the camera. Despite being a far more experienced cyclist, Michael was unfortunately only able to ride out to the edge of the launch area during our session. He ruthlessly persisted in mounting back up after each attempt, and I quickly lost count of how many attempts he made. Scott mentioned after the session that, in his experience, younger riders tend to pick up on the launch process much faster than adults with decades of cycling miles under their belts. Despite being a sample size of one, Michael's experience was very consistent with that observation. As surprising as that was, perhaps in certain things it can be beneficial to start from a blank slate. After Michael's last attempt, Gabriella tagged back in and took the reins of the Manta 5 for one final time. She made a few launch attempts before the vehicle indicated the need for some frontillery calibration back at the shop. And so, it retired. We pulled the vehicle out of the water and so ended our remarkable first experience with the Manta 5 XE1 hydrofoil bike. For anyone or any business interested in leisure vehicles that sit at the crossroads of fitness, aquatics, and adventure, it's difficult to imagine a more perfectly exhilarating experience than what the Manta 5 has to offer. Big thanks to everyone at Velo City Cycling for hosting us so graciously. I'm especially grateful for the opportunity to share our experience with all of you our incredible Ronin Dispatch readers and members. If you enjoyed today's Dispatch, don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcast platform like Spotify or Google Podcasts. And of course, share the Ronin Dispatches with friends and family, whether they're familiar with or new to electric mobility. If you'd like to send us feedback on how we did, send your thoughts to mwally at roninev.com. That's M-W-A-L-L-E at R-O-N-I-N-E-V dot com. Thank you for joining us on our journey as we continue to guide people of all backgrounds and generations into the future of electrified transport. We look forward to seeing you next time here at the Ronin Dispatches. Uh-huh.